Welcome to the Deeply Rooted Podcast. We are here to root deep in God's Word so that we can live lives of unshakable faith. My name is Ben Jacobson. I'm one of the pastors here at Hope Lutheran Church in Fargo, North Dakota, and I am joined today by my colleague, Pastor Stephanie Jordheim. Steph, how are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I, you know what? I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> this is So we're going to talk about the book of Ruth today. Little tiny book, four chapters in my Bible. It's one, two, three, four. It's like two pages. Yeah, it's four pages. Four pages. Two, yeah, four pages. So you can read it really relatively Quick. quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful story with a lot going on. So much. Which we will discover. Ruth and her mother-in-law and their family, they move during this story. Mm-hmm. Steph, mm-hmm. have you ever moved? Once or twice. Once or twice. I feel yeah, like no. that's a lie. <laughs> I feel like it's more than once, and it's definitely yeah. more than twice. Yeah. So my um, my family, my dad was in the Air Force growing up, so uh, my family moved like every, I was in a different school every year and a half until I was a sophomore in high school. This is, let's what throw was that, that like? out there. Um, you know, I didn't know any different. That's how we grew up, but mm. it did create this like tight bond between me and my sister mm-hmm. um, because we were, and, and me and my parents, because we were who we had. How you know? do you think that that, this is like maybe too deep of a question <laughs> to just ask you, but how do you think that's shaped your personality? I mean, do you? Um, a lot, I would say. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you move that off and you have to ju- be able to jump in and be able to talk to anybody mm-hmm. or make a new friend quick or, and that, I, I think that's just... And I feel like that's a great gift for ministry, mm. too, right? Yeah, I mean, it was a great and gift it's for one of fast those things food, like too. Probably when you're, yeah, well, that's true, <laughs> when you're a kid and you're moving, it's like, uh, and you don't realize what that's actually forming yep. in you. Because I moved a couple of times growing up, um, and I just, I'll never forget the first time we moved, the first day of school, mm. walking into the lunchroom. And I remember holding a tray in my hand yep. and looking around and thinking, where's my place here? What am I supposed to do? Yep. And every fiber of your being wants to just like, like run. Yeah. <laughs> Drop the tray yeah. and run. Yeah. Yes. And I think I thought that when I got older, like I would never have an experience like that mm. again. But that's not true. No, lunch rooms are just like that. Yeah. Lunch rooms. <laughs> every lunch room everywhere. Meeting rooms and new yeah. things. And like there's just lots of experiences where you walk in and you're just sort of like, I don't know my place in this place. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of us are like, I don't know my place in this world mm-hmm. sometimes and uh there's hope for yes, <laughs> for all of us hope. in those places <laughs> because i did get through lunch that day actually i also remember that a very nice uh two girls who were in my class this was in fourth grade <laughs> they came up to me and they said come sit with us Aww, and i think kind. i saw i've seen that happen like yeah lots of places I, I think i saw it at one of our confirmation Actually, yes, the other night, just a couple of weeks ago. A couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, just this beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, so, I'm sure it happens a lot more than just that one yeah, time. Yeah, of course. <laughs> was of course. So you noticed. walked into a lot of new lunchrooms growing up. Yes. <laughs> and you sort of need, like, you. 
the key is to try to find like a friend before lunchtime. Yeah, <laughs> somebody well, that you can like sort of like. I had no idea. Like an ambassador to, yeah. <laughs> to like help you into the lunchroom. <laughs> so anyone who's listening, if you're moving, find that friend before lunch. Before lunch, for sure. Well, it's the same thing if you're like at a new job or something. Yeah, find that friend before lunch. <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> well, Naomi and Ruth. Uh, this is a story about them, but there's also some other folks in this story. Boaz is an important person. We're going to start. I'm just going to read the first chapter and stuff. You and I are going to tell the rest of the story and Sounds catch good. us up. Um, but so this is from Ruth chapter one. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. So a man from Bethlehem and Judah, together with his wife and two sons, went to live for a while in the country of Moab. The man's name was Elimelech. His wife's name was Naomi. The names of his two sons were Malon and Kilion. They were Ephrathites from Bethlehem, Judah. And then went to Moab and lived there. Now Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died. And she was left with her two sons. They married Moabite women. One named Orpah and the other Ruth. After they had lived there about ten years, both Malon and Kilian also died. And Naomi was left without her two sons and her husband. When Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them, she and her daughter, daughters-in-law prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, Go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband. Even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you, because the Lord's hand has turned against me. At this they wept aloud again. Then Orpah kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth clung to her. Look, said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and her gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there I will be buried. May the Lord deal with me, be it ever so severely, if even death separates you and me. When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. So the two women went on until they came to Bethlehem. When they arrived in Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them, and the women exclaimed, Can this be Naomi? Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, 
because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The Almighty has brought misfortune upon me. So Naomi returned from the Moabite, from Moab, accompanied by Ruth, the Moabite, her daughter-in-law, arriving in Bethlehem as the barley harvest was beginning. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. Wow. Okay. A lot there. <laughs> what are we going to say? Okay, oh, what questions do you have? Or like, when you hear that and see that, what, what comes to your mind or what words or things s- stick out to you? It's tragic. It is tragic. I, I mean, that's, I think that's the first thing that sticks out to me. That, that So things were so bad where they were that Naomi and her husband had to and their boys had to move mm-hmm. like to a place that didn't even worship the same God. Mm-hmm. Like they have m- gods, plural. Mm-hmm. So they were foreigners mm-hmm. um, into this new place. Right. And then the sons met their wives. So now they're like putting down roots there or plan yeah. to. Right. Yeah. Except for all the men die. Like so, everything she went there with Naomi now is now gone. Is gone. Right. Yeah. What tra- And she went there. They went there to save their family, and right. they lost. She lost their family. Anyways, right? Well, but then, but then gained an, a new family. Yes. Yes. So. Yeah, in twenty-two verses, a lot happens there. Yeah. So before we start digging in too deep. Um, another thing for me is, and I didn't notice this until I just read this now. Verse one starts with famine. Mm, mm-hmm. That chapter ends with the barley with a harvest. harvest. Oh yeah. Right. So already we know, even though Naomi's still in this very bitter, dark place as chapter one ends, already we know there's a harvest. There's a harvest. Beginning. Something is about to happen. Another thing I love about this story is, so as we've gone through, um, we've gone through lots of stories as we've made our way through the Bible this time around. We'll do this again and catch more of the stories at other times. But we've gone through, last week we were were talking about the, the Israelites just about to enter the promised land. So now, by the time we get to Ruth, they've come to the promised land that's where the famine is happening it's happening um may not feel like the promised land yeah right (laughs) right but those stories are these big epic you know Mm -hmm. cosmic nations and and this is and wars and rivals and like power struggles yes all this yeah these big huge historical events yeah and this seemingly at a first glimpse, is something much smaller. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the word that comes to my mind is it seems much more intimate. Mm-hmm. We're getting these conversations in ways that we haven't seen in the other. It's almost like a little intermission. Yeah. Or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like in the middle of, you know, because this is um, right like at the time of Judges, it says right in the beginning of this, right? When Judges ruled. So yeah. they're. <laughs> which if you've read judges 
it's not pretty. No. Um, gross things happen when there are power struggles. Yes. And um, so it was in the time of judges. And you've got, if you zoom out and you're looking at it from like that big perspective, the epic, right? Um, and then all of a sudden you've got this little, and then you've got this like little home scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through, yeah. Yeah. Like into It reminds like, me, I used to play this game <laughs> on the computer called Age of Empires. Do you remember that game? And <laughs> no, it's like, I didn't play that one. <laughs> I would love to play it again. <laughs> it was great. But you were like dealing with all these different empires and building huh. cities and warring and blah, blah, blah. And, um, Is it kind of like Clash of Clans? I don't I know. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> it was the only <laughs> game I really played. <laughs> and it was for a very short period of time. But I remember it. And but that and I what I'm thinking of, the reason I thought of it is is because it's it's like what you just said. It was sort of like a map. You're looking at a map. Oh, yeah. And I feel like we're looking at a map yep. when we look at judges. And, and then all of a sudden, yeah, but Judy needs in. wood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But, yep. oh, this house needs wood, and you have yep. to go chop down. Yep. Yeah. So like now we're here we, are, here we are in the zoom in yes. on this one family and the things that are happening in their life mm-hmm. and the incredible relationships that that are formed and built even in the midst of great loss and worry and struggle and fear and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that sticks out to me is just, I think, names. W- when we read mm-hmm. scripture, names are so important. So, you know, s- for many of us, we probably look, we're reading through scripture, we see a name, and it's like, well, I've never heard of that before, so mm-hmm. I'll just read through that and move on. Mm, right. uh, but actually, names are a great place to stop. You know, so when I see the name Moab, I wonder, what is that? Where is that? What does that mean? Why is it important? Um, mm-hmm. When I see why is it important enough to be in Scripture? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, where no word is wasted. Right, every word is important, and so this is an important word. Um, you know, and then sometimes, fortunately, because I'm not a Hebrew scholar, yeah, me neither, or a Greek scholar. Nope. There's footnotes. And so, for example, when, if you have a Bible with footnotes, when Naomi comes back and they say, hey, it's you, Naomi, she says, don't call me Naomi. I look at my footnotes, Naomi means pleasant. Mm -hmm. And she says, call me Mara. Mara means bitter. Bitter. Mm. So she's saying, don't call me pleasant, call me bitter. This is, Mm. look at the things that have happened in my life. So names are important. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just something I think about. Plus, I mean, Ruth is actually knowing the one that one word Moab is like Ruth is called Ru- Ruth the Moabite throughout the entire book. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it is important that she is from Moab. Moab. Yeah. So let's should we dive in, tell the rest of the story. So let's start with Moab. So Moab is a place. So in the New Testament, a lot of times you'll see like Jews and Samaritans mm-hmm. are clashing. Right. Moab is a place where they are rivals, enemies of God's people. Mm-hmm. Uh, when God's people were wandering in the wilderness, they came to Moab and they needed to pass through. The people of Moab would not let them. Mm. Um, and so this is like, I don't know, Vikings, Packers, <laughs> or worse. <laughs> Probably worse. much worse, <laughs> right? It's a, ri- it's a deep rivalry. So enemies, they're enemies. And so when you... When you think about Ruth going back to Bethlehem, to Judah, or not going back, going there for the first time, mm-hmm. it's a big deal for her to be. And it was a big deal for 
Elimelech and Naomi to go to Moab. They mm-hmm. must have been in very, very, very dark place to want to go there. So here they are. That now they come back. What happens next? Okay, so let's see. Uh, <laughs> oh, they come. So they come back, and Ruth has pledged uh, to Naomi, right? Uh, Your God will be my God, which is also a huge deal. Because that was one of the things about um, Moab was like when they moved to Moab, it was almost like they were turning their back on God. Because mm. mm-hmm. that was a nation because of different that, gods. Because, yeah, different gods, plural. Mm-hmm. And and then coming back, it's like you're turning again toward God. And yeah, so that's interesting too. But so now we've got, so Ruth and Naomi, they come back. Um, Orpah goes goes back to Moab. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ruth and Na- uh, Ruth and Naomi, they come back to Bethlehem, right? And let's talk about the state that they come back in. Oh, they are bitter. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sad, lonely, depressed, and they have... Foreigners, and they have nothing. They have nothing. So there's something really, right. really... Oh, and like as a side note, like for context, mm-hmm. um, because this is harder for us to understand in our current context, mm-hmm. but... Women, if they weren't attached to a man, mm-hmm. they actually have nothing. It's not they didn't have a land to go back to that they could claim. They didn't have a place to eat, a place to sleep. They're basically homeless and hungry. Mm-hmm. Like they they have nothing. Um, they couldn't trade anything. Like so, what do they nothing. start to do when they get They're, there? They start to glean. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and also the only way that women can be redeemed then is to have children. Uh-huh. So, but yes, they start to glean, which is like basically walking behind farmers mm-hmm. who are um, who are harvesting. And gleaning is like walking behind them and picking up their trash the scraps, for your right. food. So they wouldn't, the, the practice of the time is that they would not plow the whole field. They wouldn't mm-hmm. harvest the whole field. They'd leave edges. And the edges were places where the poor could come and they could take what the scraps that mm-hmm. were there, right? And so she's out doing this. And we and sort of get the impression that it's dangerous yes. for a woman especially to do this this kind of work. Um, These were brutal times, mm-hmm. right? So a foreign woman to be out doing this by herself in the field, which is what Ruth starts to do so mm-hmm. that she can bring grain home to make bread or whatever it is. Well, I don't even know where she would have brought it. I don't even know. Because I don't know where they were living it doesn't tell us but so she's out they're out scraping for food and she comes across a man named boaz who is kind to her yes and what does boaz do well eventually <laughs> well he does he takes notice of her mm-hmm. and he uh, um he tells the other like men not to touch her leave her alone leave which her alone. is an indication of how dangerous, how dangerous this it is. is yep yeah. and he also and he says it several times like uh she's to be left alone let her take whatever she wants to take mm-hmm. um and now actually let her come in the field and take what she wants to take mm-hmm. like um and then so ruth then goes back to naomi and naomi asks about boaz how was your day how was yeah, you right? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> thanks for the food yeah <laughs> um but she asks about um this man who's been kind who is this man and ruth is like well it's boaz and then naomi is like oh well he is our kinsman redeemer mm-hmm. uh but uh, amazing how you found him in this random field right maybe not so random maybe not so random so he's a relative yes and we can unpack what the phrase kinsman redeemer 
or the hyphenated word right. kinsman redeemer means. So, right, so he's a relative of so theirs. So he's a relative. Okay. And then uh and then so Naomi says, um, and now it gets a little spicy, <laughs> right? <laughs> For their times, yeah. Um so we're in chapter three now, if you're if you're wanting to follow and read. Um so Naomi tells Ruth to go back and see if basically if Boaz will take her in as a wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um Go and basically when he's laying down sleeping, going, ask him to spread his garment over her, mm-hmm. which is like saying, make me your wife. Yes. Right. Right. So. And what happens? What She does that. So, so Ruth, yeah. it's interesting. Ruth would not be accustomed to these customs probably because right. she was from a different place. Right. But Naomi, Naomi knows, is she's she knows yeah. how this goes. And so she's kind of coaching Ruth, mm-hmm. because she knows that she knows something important that as a relative, as their redeemer, mm-hmm. Boaz can help restore their life. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Which where I don't really fully understand. Um, Not in chapter three. We don't. In chapter three, no. But so then, um, so then Boaz. There is somebody between Boaz and Naomi and Ruth um, that is closer, a closer relative. Mm -hmm. So in the times, so when widows, so widows and widows had nothing, right? Like we've established, they had nothing. But there is this land that was attached to Naomi's husband, but she can't claim it anymore because she doesn't have any sons. She doesn't have a husband. She can't claim this land. Mm -hmm. But um. There is somebody in Bethlehem who could, who is a relative. Mm-hmm. So if Boaz <laughs> wants to claim this land, he needs to basically talk to this guy first mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. And they do this whole public thing with a, a sandal. And <laughs> mm-hmm. like it, he basically, uh, he's like, well, you have claimed this land first. Do you want it? And the guy's like, yep, I'll take the land. And then Boaz is like, well, the land comes with Ruth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy's the like, the Moabite. The Ruth enemy. The Moabite. Yes. yes. And, then the, and then the guy's like, I'll pass. You can have her mm-hmm. and the land, Boaz. Mm-hmm. So, so then um, Boaz marries Ruth. And um, yeah, and then we move forward from there. That, yes. Like there's a lot to unpack there. Yes, and they have a son. And they have a son. They have a son. I'm going to read verses, um, chapter 4, verses 13 through 17, because it's, it's basically the end of the story. Yes. You get a little bit more. but So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled her to conceive, and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, the women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. Hmm. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. 
whoo, mind blown, right? What? Yeah. <laughs> the father. So, so now this little story becomes much bigger. Yes. So cool. So we're in this uh, judges, right? And the reason that it's, uh, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but like context wise, there wasn't a king. No. So the book of Judges ends with this verse. In those days, Israel had no king. Everyone did as they saw fit. Good times. Yeah. No. That never goes <laughs> no. well for anyone. Not so much. Um, so yeah, so there was no king. Um, but now we get this glimpse of the future king, mm-hmm. you know, and brought about by this little story that happens with a foreigner and a friendship mm-hmm. and like loyalty and all of this that happens um, with and then leading to, I mean, we know. Jesus leads to Jesus. So now we've got Ruth is Ruth the Moabite, a foreigner, is part of Jesus's lineage. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, I think this story is interesting on multiple levels. First mm-hmm. of all, what we've talked so about just the, the the intimacy of this beautiful family story and about relationships and new relationships and redemption and family and how love can sustain and carry mm-hmm. us through some of the most difficult things in our life. And I hope that the folks listening to us can remember that when they read this story and hear this story, that those relationships that we have in our life are essential for carrying us through the tough times, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's that's just this amazing gift that God has given us in this world is the gift of friendship, relationship, love, family. They are an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, this story also serves as a bridge to move us from the time of judges to the time of kings. It's literally this link in this chain, just as the story of Joseph moves us from um, from Genesis and then gets us to Egypt, mm-hmm. where where the yeah. Israelites will be enslaved. And so it's a, it's a little link in this long chain of stories, but it's an important link because, as you said, it brings us to the king. Right. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's really interesting to me, as we brought this up already, is this word, kinsman, redeemer, guardian, redeemer. It's sometimes mm-hmm. translated as. Sometimes it's translated as just redeemer. And I think it's interesting. Okay, so not every word has so much weight, mm-hmm. right? So some words in translation just they mean the same thing as other words. But when we look at languages, sometimes there's words that. Um, that don't have like a direct English translation. So I remember hearing a, a pastor once who was, I believe he was he was South American. I can't remember which country he was from, but he was mm-hmm. talking about, he used this word, sobre mesa, which means in Spanish, above the table. Okay. okay. Sobre mesa is the thing that, ha- and once I tell you this, you're going to really realize, oh yeah, we don't <laughs> have a word for that. But um it makes total sense. It's the conversation you have at a table after a meal is done. So have you ever been eating dinner with family or <laughs> yep. people you love? Plates are done, yep. empty, the food's gone, but you sit there and you have this amazing conversation yep. above the table. The thing that happens at the meal above the food and the table. Yeah. We don't have a word for that, right? Yeah, we totally should. <laughs> we should. <laughs> Sober Mason. Yeah. German. There's a word Schadenfreude, okay, which means to take a little bit of pleasure in somebody else's misfortune. <laughs> okay, so 
you're probably like, what on earth is... Okay, imagine you're sitting in your car in a parking lot on a super windy day. Okay. Some guy gets out of his car, and this piece of paper he's holding in his hand starts... It blows away. He goes over, he grabs it, it blows away again, and you're just watching this happen. And just a little yeah. part of you is like, that's yeah. kind of... That's schadenfreude. This we don't have a word for that. It's called America's Funniest Home Video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. We don't oh, have man. a word for that. We don't have a word, a direct translation for this word, goel, hmm. G-O-E-L, which is a Hebrew word that means we, well, kinsman, redeemer, guardian, redeemer. It comes out of this idea in Leviticus where it says, this is chapter 25, verse 25, if one of your fellow Israelites becomes poor and sells some of their property, their nearest relative is to come and redeem what they have sold. And so it's this it's what Boaz is. The the relative that is closest enough to step in. Mm. And in this case it's a man because in this culture, mm-hmm. as you said, women, that connection with a man was the thing that brought them stability, mm-hmm. prosperity, yeah, and uh, kept them safe, protection, mm-hmm. right? Those so it's this idea of someone who can step in when in the place of a death and almost take over. Right mm. and care for by either buying the property that's been lost or you get yeah, the point, right? Yeah. So we don't have a word for this, but it's really interesting because that's what Boaz does, right? Mm-hmm. What does he do? Mm-hmm. He makes the he makes the claim. Oh on yeah, he he makes the he claims the land and in effect claims Ruth and like <laughs> it's almost like they came bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And he, like, re- I don't know a better redeem. word than redeem, redeem. them. He's yeah. their family member that redeems, that redeems them. them. He's yeah. a part it's of like their... They are able to come back into society because he has redeemed them. He's, like, become their ambassador back into the community. And because of that, they are given a family to be a part of. Mm-hmm. They are given a future quite literally mm-hmm. with now they have child a child mm-hmm. uh, they are given an inheritance they're brought back into this i mean financial yes. they're given protection all the things that they need come from this redeemer mm-hmm. and it's interesting because this story isn't just about Boaz and Ruth and Naomi, (laughs) is it? (laughs) No. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's about so much more. Yeah. Because it points us, quite literally, it points us to David. Yep. But if we go down the line, Jesus was descended from the house and line of David. Mm -hmm. And if we were to open Matthew, the first chapter, whose name would we see? We would see Ruth the Moabite. I believe she's actually listed like that there. Well, let's, let's look. look. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> so we're turning right now to Matthew chapter 1. And if you look at, um, yes, verse 5 in chapter 1 of Matthew says, uh, Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Uh, Boaz, the father of Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Mm-hmm. Mm, it doesn't say the Moabite, but whose mother was Ruth. But Obed, the father of Jesse. Jesse, yep. the father of the king of King David. Yep. And it goes all the way. You can continue reading it down to Jesus, who is called 
the Messiah. And who is Jesus? He is the God of Israel who becomes one of us, becomes part of our family, our human race, Mm -hmm. our kinsmen who redeems us, who by his death claims what we, and resurrection claims what we can't claim on our own. Yes. Salvation, the forgiveness, grace, mercy, and love of God, and eternal life. And because of that, we are brought into a family Mm -hmm. with a future Mm -hmm. (laughs) and an inheritance. So cool. So, So like, just like Naomi was redeemed to the Israelites through the son of Ruth and Boaz, Mm -hmm. so humanity, so we are, Mm -hmm. redeemed to our Father in heaven through the Son. Mm -hmm. So cool. Yeah. And it's amazing when you read, so verse, uh, what the women say to Naomi in verse 14, this is in the fourth chapter, is this amazing little praise. Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. Mm. Those words are for us too. Praise be to the Lord who this day has not left us without a guardian redeemer. Mm. Not just Boaz. <laughs> not just Boaz. Who brought <laughs> a future for them, but Jesus who brings a future for us. Amazing stuff. Amazing. Beautiful story. Here's what I would suggest. And I wouldn't even just suggest it. I would challenge everybody who's listening today. Sit down. Open your Bible or your phone, mm-hmm. look up the book of Ruth, and take, I don't think it takes You know, I think I listened to it actually oh, over again yeah. yesterday on a Bible app, and yeah. I think it took like 15 minutes. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, it's a drive. It's a car ride. It's a car ride. So listen to it or read it and be amazed mm-hmm. by all the beautiful, wonderful, important promises that are there for us. Yes. And then make sure you tell your friends to come back, listen to our podcast, get them involved, invite someone else to be a part of this. If you have questions about Hope Lutheran, visit us at fargohope.org. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this podcast, give us a rating. But in the meantime, stay deeply rooted. Thanks, Steph. This has been a blast. Thank you. (laughs) 